This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to your Catholic Corner on this, the 23rd Sunday of Ordinary Time. You're listening on 89.0 Free FM. This is Salve Regina by the Benedictine Monks. Be with you on this, the 23rd Sunday of Ordinary Time. We have today's first reading from the Book of Wisdom. Knowledge alone has limits. We also need wisdom to understand the ways of God. Responsorial Psalm today is Psalm 90. God's power has no boundaries. It is not limited by time and space. Second reading is Paul's epistle to Philemon, where Paul encourages one of his converts to consider his former slave a brother in Christ Jesus. And then the gospel reading today is from Luke, where Jesus teaches us about the demands of discipleship. Thank you for joining me this Sunday. Special thanks to the parishioners of St. Matthew's in Hillcrest in Hamilton City, God's Own Aotearoa, New Zealand. This is your Catholic Corner on 89.0 Free FM. I'm Julie. With the epistle to Philemon today, I wondered who is or was Philemon and how does that kind of fit in the big picture of our Bible. So I did a bit of research. The Epistle to Philemon is one of the books of the New Testament, one of the Christian books of the New Testament, and it's a prison letter co-authored by Paul the Apostle with Timothy to Philemon, who was a leader in the Colossian church. 
The epistle deals with the themes of forgiveness and reconciliation. Today we are going through to chapter 17 in this epistle, so not the entire the entire epistle. Paul doesn't identify himself as an apostle with authority in the epistle, but as a prisoner of Jesus Christ. And he calls Timothy our brother, addressing Philemon as fellow laborer and brother. Onesimus is a slave who departed from his master Philemon and was returning, we believe, with Paul's epistle. It was in chapter 1, verses 9 to 17, which is what we're going to be listening to today, where Paul asked Philemon to receive him as a brother beloved. So who is Philemon? It's thought he was a wealthy Christian and possibly even a bishop of the house church that met in his home in Colossae. This letter of Paul's is pretty much generally regarded as one of the undisputed works of Paul because obviously we, you know, this Two and a half thousand years hence, we don't, we can't always confirm who wrote what way back then, who authored what. This is the shortest of Paul's extant letters, and in the Greek text, the original text, text, it's only three hundred and thirty-five words, so not very long at all. Paul's letter to Philemon is one of the six undisputed letters, which are widely considered to be authentically attributed to Paul. Like I said, we don't know who don't necessarily know who authored what way back then. However, even though this is considered one of the undisputed letters, not everyone, not all the scholars agree with this. And there's a or there was a group of German scholars back in the 19th century known as the Tubering School who disagree. Their feeder, their leader, sorry, their leader, not their feeder, their leader, Ferdinand Christian Bauer, accepted only four New Testament epistles as genuinely genuinely authored by Paul. And those are Romans, 1 and 2 Corinthians, and Galatians. Commenting on Philemon, Bauer described the subject matter as, quote, so very singular as to arouse our suspicions, end quote. And he concluded that it's perhaps a, quote, Christian romance serving to convey a genuine Christian idea, end quote. Interestingly, the opening verse also names Timothy alongside Paul. This doesn't mean, however, that Timothy co-authored this with Paul. Rather, as you've probably noticed already with lots of Paul's writings, he regularly mentions others in his addresses. If they've got a, a particular connection with the person receiving the letter or the epistle that Paul is writing, it's likely with Philemon that Timothy encountered him while joining Paul while he was working in Ephesus. According to the majority interpretation, theological interpretation, Paul wrote this letter on behalf of Onesimus, a runaway slave who had wronged his owner, Philemon. Remember back then that not everybody was literate. 
Not everybody could write. The details of the offence are unstated, although it's often assumed that Onesimus did a runner after stealing money. This interpretation comes from verse 18, which we don't hear today, that if Onesimus owes anything, Philemon should charge this to Paul's account. Sometime after leaving, Onesimus came into contact with Paul, although again the details are unclear. He may have been arrested and imprisoned alongside Paul, or he may have heard Paul's name come up in conversation, as happens from time to time, as the slave's owner was a Christian, who, and then Onesimus then sought out Paul for help. After meeting Paul, Onesimus became a Christian believer. An affection grew between them, and Paul would have been glad to keep Onesimus with him. However, he considered it better to send him back to Philemon with an accompanying letter, this is what's believed, an accompanying letter, which aimed to effect reconciliation between them as Christian brothers. This letter has been preserved today for all time, well hopefully for all time, or bits of it as well. So it's presumed that Paul's request was granted, that it was a serious request, it's a serious document. However, not everyone agrees that Onesimus was a runaway slave. Reasonably recently, in theological terms at least, back in 1997, Alan Dwight Callahan, who's a visiting professor of religion and society at Harvard Divinity School and professor of New Testament at Seminario Theologico Batista de Nordeste, which is in Brazil, wrote an article which was published in the Harvard Theological Review and it's in, its, in the Harvard Theological Review, this is the title, Review Embassy of Onesimus, the letter of Paul to Finnebon. Callahan's argument is that, beyond verse 16, nothing in the text conclusively indicates that Onesimus was ever the chattel of the letter's chief addressee. Moreover, the expectations fostered by the traditional fugitive slave hypotheses go unrealized in the letter. Modern commentators, even those committed to the prevailing interpretations, have tacitly admitted as much. That's what Callahan thought and said. He further argues that the earliest commentators of this work, the homily of Origen and the Antimasmon preface, are silent about Onesimus's possible servile status and traces the origins of this interpretation to John Christotom, who proposed in his homilae in Apostolum ad Philomenum during his ministry in Antioch. And this was around 386-390 AD. In place of the traditional interpretation, Callahan suggests that Onesimus and Philemon are brothers both by blood and religion, but who have become estranged, so they're apart, and the intent of this letter was to reconcile the two men. That sounds quite like something Paul would do, because he's all in recon into reconciliation. In turn, Callahan's interpretation has been challenged, and one of those challenges is Ben Witherington III. He's of the opinion that Callahan's interpretation is a misreading of Paul's rhetoric, backing up 
the runaway slave theory, Margaret M. Mitchell, who's a current American biblical scholar and professor of early Christianity, has demonstrated that a number of writers before Christostotum either argue or assume that Onesimus was a runaway slave. So that's some background on Paul's letter or Paul's epistle to Philemon that is part of today's readings at Mass. You are listening to Your Catholic Corner, which is brought to you by the parishioners of St. Matthew's in Hillcrest in Hamilton City. I'm Julie, and thank you to St. Matthew's. So that was Philemon. Now let's have a bit of background onto today's Gospel reading. Today we have in chapter 14 of Luke's Gospel, where Jesus is speaking to people gathered at the table about the difficulties of following him. This group of people is suspicious about him. They're looking to catch him doing something wrong, as they are often want to do. They want to trip him up. And also, as Jesus is wont to do, he speaks to them in parables. He's emphasizing that although there is a right way to be a disciple and enter into the kingdom of his father, it is a difficult path to follow. I guess if it was be if it was easy, more people would do it even today. Many, even some of the guests at the table, reject the invitation. So Jesus turns to the crowds and he speaks to them of discipleship. Jesus explains that when it comes to making a choice for the kingdom of God, nothing can get in the way. When Jesus describes hating one's father and mother, He's not talking about feelings. Remember, we have the Bible as we know it today has been transcribed from one language into another into another. So there's multiple translations and the words that they use don't necessarily mean as we understand them today. Hating is one of them. It's not about feelings. Rather, what he's doing is emphasizing because, of course, the Bible was originally in, or parts of the Bible originally in Aramaic, then translated to, or Greek, then into Latin, and then into English. So what Jesus is doing is emphasizing very strongly that choosing to be a disciple means that everything else, family, money, your own life even, must come second. In Matthew's version of this story, in Matthew 10 chapter 27, or verse 27, sorry, Jesus refers not to hating father or mother, but to loving them more than Jesus. Jesus makes it very clear that being a disciple isn't easy. It means to bear one's own cross. These difficult sayings of Jesus are followed by two brief parables, a person constructing a tower and a king marching into battle that make an obvious point. And that is, don't start what you cannot finish. Discipleship is difficult and is something we can commit to only if we're prepared to put the kingdom of God before everything else. While you are pondering that, here we have Hail Mary, a woman who put God above everything she did.
Just love. Teach us love.
of Grace. Welcome back. You're listening to Your Catholic Corner 89.0 Free FM. Thank you to the parishioners of St. Matthew's in Hillcrest in Hamilton City, God's Own New Zealand. First reading today on the 23rd Sunday in Ordinary Time. A reading from the Book of Wisdom. For who can learn the counsel of God? Or who can discern what the Lord wills? For the reasoning of mortals is worthless, and our designs are likely to fail. For a perishable body weighs down the soul, and this earthly tent burdens the thoughtful mind. We can hardly guess at what is on earth, and what is at hand we find with labour. But who has traced out what is in the heavens? Who has learned your counsel, unless you have given wisdom and sent your Holy Spirit from on high? And thus the paths of those on earth were set right. And people were taught what pleases you, and were saved by wisdom. The Word of the Lord The Responsorial Psalm In every age, O Lord, you have been our refuge. You turn us back to dust and say, Turn back, you mortals. For a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it is past, or like a watch in the night. In every age, O Lord, you have been our refuge. You sweep them away, they are like a dream, like glass that is renewed in the morning. In the morning it flourishes and is renewed, in the evening it fades and withers. In every age, O Lord, you have been our refuge. So teach us to count our days that we may gain a wise heart. Turn, O Lord, how long? Have compassion on your servant. In every age, O Lord, you have been our refuge. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love, so that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Let the favour of the Lord our God be upon us, and prosper for us the work of our hands. A reading from the letter of Paul to Philemon. I, Paul, do this as an old man, and now also a prisoner of Christ Jesus. I am appealing to you for my child, Onesimus, whose father I have become during my imprisonment. I am sending him, that is my own heart, back to you. I wanted to keep him with me, so that he might be of service to me in your place during my imprisonment for the gospel. But I preferred to do nothing without your consent, in order that your good deed might be voluntary and not something forced. Perhaps this is the reason he was separated from you for a while, so that you might have him back forever, no longer as a slave, but more than a slave, a beloved brother. 
especially to me, but how much more to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord. So if you consider me your partner, welcome him as you would welcome me, the word of the Lord. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Large crowds were travelling with Jesus, and he turned and said to them, Whoever comes to me and does not hate father and mother, spouse and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and even life itself, cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry the cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not first sit down and estimate the cost, or see whether he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it will begin to ridicule him, saying, This fellow began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, going out to wage war against another king, will not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to oppose the one who comes against him with 20,000. If he cannot, then, while the other is still far away, he sends a delegation and asks for the terms of peace. So therefore, none of you can become my disciple if you do not give up all your possessions. The Gospel of the Lord. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Thank you for spending the last half an hour of your life with me and with God. I'll be back next week. Peace be with you. God bless you and your family.
episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.